Welcome to Life Awakening. Let's talk about it. I'm your hostess with mostess, Coach Kelly Tammy, out here in beautiful, rainy Southern California. If you guys have watched the news today, we are getting rainstorm after rainstorm after rainstorm and mudslides and rain. But you know what? It is Valentine's Day and you guys are getting a bonus episode, so that should brighten your day. I hope your Valentine's Day has been great and awesome. And uh, this episode was really inspired by an interview where I got interviewed by Dini Truth. So if you haven't listened to him, go check him out on all the major uh, podcast platforms. Uh, he's like really, really cool. We have some really candid conversations and he did a special or been doing specials all month about romance and love and relationships because it's Valentine's week. And so we had a really candid conversation about self-love and about romance and Valentine's day and so on and so forth. And I was really inspired by our conversation and I felt like it needed a deeper, a deeper look into it. And, and I felt like I needed to do a whole podcast myself on that. And so since I, uh, am off this afternoon. That is what we're about to do. So I'm going to dive in. I'm going to hit some some really tough subjects. This is this is going to be for my ladies and my man man. Uh, I'm going to get raw. I'm going to get real. And I want you guys to just, you know, listen with an open heart and know that this is coming from a place of love. Um, you know, we got to love ourselves before we can love somebody else. And I want to be real and I want to be real candid and I want to be raw and I want to just, you know, fill you guys up and get you set up for the rest of your weekend and, um, yeah, just give you some amazing things. So, uh, before we jump into the episode, I want you to take a listen to my newest sponsor, uh, brandless.com. Hey everybody. Callie Tame here. Welcome back to the show. I hope you got some awesome information from Brandless.com and my new sponsor. I love their website. I cannot wait for you guys to go check it out. Don't forget to use the promotion code LISTEN to get $10 off your very first order of $50 or more. Guys, they have organic peanut butter for three bucks. 12 ounce jar. Amazing. So today's episode is called Romance yourself. And as I said in the intro a few minutes ago, I was really inspired to do this podcast because of the interview I did with Dini Truths. And he's a podcaster here on Anchor. And he's, of course, like the rest of us on all the major podcasts. So if you haven't checked him out, go check him out. And uh, he has some really cool podcasts going on. I love listening to him during the week. And he's going through a weight loss journey right now. And we were talking about self-love and it, I can only come from a woman's perspective. And we started out talking about Valentine's Day. <laughs> so this is probably going to agitate some people. He asked me how I felt about Valentine's Day. Really, I don't give two shits about Valentine's Day, to be perfectly honest. I think it's a bogus holiday. I think it's just strictly something for the stores to get more of your money. And the reason I feel like that is, you know, why should you have just one day set aside for love? You should be loving your mate or your significant other 365 days of the year. Like, don't show me love one day a year. I want you to show me love every day of the year, 365 days a year. Like, it doesn't, you know, Valentine's Day is great. Don't, you know, if you're into it, more power to you. If it makes you feel good, 
Let me say that one more time. If Valentine's Day makes you feel good and it's something that you want to do and it excites you to celebrate that day, by all means, more power to you. But if you are single and this day gives you anxiety because you don't have somebody in your life, you just need to chunk Valentine's Day out the window, dude. When we put so much focus on this one day and it makes you feel unloved because you don't have somebody in your life and you go and do something stupid like you go out with somebody just to say you went out on Valentine's Day with somebody. First off, number one, guys, fellas, men, if you go out, if you take a lady out on Valentine's Day and you don't love her. You don't care about her. You don't care about making a relationship with her. You don't care about going to next steps with her. Whatever that looks like in your relationship, don't do it. You are holding her. You are affecting her self-worth, actually. Because if you decide a week later that this isn't for you, you've just crushed her and made her feel that she's not worthy. You, You built her up just to take the legs out from underneath her. That ain't fair, man. It's not. Like, women, we are emotional creatures. We were built that way. So you can't play with our emotions and and expect it to turn out good for you on the other side when you're acting like an asshat. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Sorry, not sorry. Here we go, like three minutes in, and I'm, I'm jumping in with both feet. So... The next question he asked me was, what was my definition of romance? My definition of romance is compounded interest on the little things. So what does that mean? That means if you are my mate, you should know what my favorite coffee is. If it's Saturday morning and I get to sleep in late, you sneak out of bed, you go down to Starbucks or Badass Coffee or whatever the local coffee shop is that I get my favorite coffee at, and you bring it back with a flower or a croissant or whatever my favorite breakfast is, you should know all of those things. And you surprise me with breakfast in bed just because you want to. You get up and go to work before I do in the morning, you leave a sticky note on my on my steering wheel, hey babe, hope you have a great day. Or you send me a text in the middle of the day, hey, babe. I'm in this meeting and it sucks. And all I can think about is what I'm going to do to you when I get home. (laughs) That is a great day. You know what I mean? Or, you know, I told you I had a sweet tooth and you stopped to pick me up some some Reese cups on the way home because, you know, that's my favorite candy. Or I told you that I've trained seven clients at the gym today and my feet are barking, man. They're like, my feet hurt. So... You've got a friend or you know who my massage therapist is. You pay them extra money to be at the house and set up when I get home so I can have a full body massage and feel better when I get home. The little things, little things. And I'm not saying that the big things are bad. The big things are the bonus. The big things are the bonus. I would prefer, and this is just me. And, you know, if I'm speaking for more of you ladies, then great. We, this, that's my tribe right there. So if... I don't want you to get me something on a holiday because you feel obligated to. I don't want you to buy me a big gift on a holiday because it's the holiday and you feel like you're obligated to get me something because it's that holiday. 
I would rather you go on a random day and get me something small, medium or large, whatever floats your boat and do it just because. Not because you feel like you have to. And I'm going to throw this out there. Now, this is this is probably going to like light a fire under somebody's ass, but it is what it is. Fellas, I'm going to say this with all the love in my heart that I can say. And I know the ladies are going to appreciate this when I say this. If we have to continually ask you to do something, it's just best to say no than it is for us to say it two or three times and then you get up and do it because we've checked out by that point in time. And the first thing that we're going to think when you do it, well, he's only doing it because I asked him to. Just going to throw that out there. If you don't want to do things for your mate, you've already checked out. Why are you holding that woman's heart and her love hostage when you ain't in? Love and romance is all in, man. If you can't be all in in a relationship, get the hell out or find a way to fix it. One of the two. If you are not all in, you need to do some self-love with yourself. And ladies, I'm talking to you here too now. It's not just picking on the fellas and saying, hey, if you're waiting to do something when she asks me to do it or when when how did I say that if if he asks you to do something and you don't want to do it then say no but if he's got to ask you to do something two or three times I'm quite sure he's thinking the same thing well she's only doing it because I asked her to or she's only doing it because I hounded her about it you have also checked out of that relationship and it's not fair to him for you to do the same thing to him either like if you love somebody that like, don't get me wrong. I love love. I love romance. I am a hopeless romantic at heart. I really am. I love being in love. I love being in a relationship, but I refuse to be in something that's called a relationship to say that I'm not alone. I've been there and I did it for a really long time. And I gave that person way too much power in my life, way too much power. And I, and I still care very deeply for that person. We're not going to be together. And I had to make a decision and it sucked, but it I was stronger because I did it. And there were good days and there were bad days and there were hard days and it kind of sucked and I lost like 10 pounds in two weeks. I don't recommend that. I don't recommend that path to lose 10 pounds, but hey, it is what it is. But I love being in love. I love being in a relationship. And sometimes I have to check myself. And so I just want you to know, I'm not saying this stuff for y'all. I'm saying this for to hear myself talk too. You know what I mean? Like I, I need to hear me. Be in a relationship because that relationship, both of you are 100% in. A relationship is not 50-50. A, la- a relationship is 100-100. Don't say I love you unless you mean it. Don't throw that word around. Because for women, when somebody tells us they love us, we take that to heart. We run into the bank and cash in that check, boss. I'm telling you right now, we, we ain't playing with that word. 
When you tell us you love us, we are running to the bank. We are singing from the rooftops. We are telling everybody we we done started making plans. <laughs> I, I'm just being honest. You have got to be all in. And Valentine's Day is really a perfect day to have this podcast just because everybody's all about love. Everybody's all about, oh, this is Valentine's Day. I got this. I got that. And look at it. I want you to love me for me the other 364 days of the year, not just today. And I think the majority of women on the planet are going to agree with me on that one. So let's talk about self-love for a minute. So we're going to, we're going to wander off into this because this is, this is where it all starts, is the self-love. Maybe I should have started with this section first <laughs> and then went into the rest of it. But um, I said, this is, this is the kind of the direction that we went on on, on Dini Truth's interview. And I kind of wanted to follow along with that. And what I'll do is I will put a link to that interview in my show notes so you guys can go listen to it if you like. When it comes to self-love, and I've talked about self-love in a couple of my other podcasts, and I gave you guys some, some tips and tricks and tools. And the biggest one, or the biggest two, really, is a mirror exercise in using the art of forgiveness. The art of forgiveness, I did one whole episode on it. I did an episode, the, the F word you need for your personal growth. Forgiveness was also talked about in there. Forgiveness is huge, man. Forgiveness for yourself is probably one of the most freeing things that you will ever do. There was a long time in my life where I didn't love me. I know this sounds really harsh, but I pretty much hated me. I hated the person that I saw staring back in the mirror at me. And I hated who I'd become. I hated who I allowed myself to become. I, I hated the body that I had created because I had gained a bunch of weight. I was 186 pounds, dude, 38% body fat. And this was before I became a personal trainer. This is what led me to becoming a personal trainer. I was in the darkest part of my depression and almost took a whole bottle of sleeping pills. I've been very candid about that in, in several of my podcasts and just being honest and, and real with you guys. Cause I want you to know that I, I've been there and I get it and I understand. And like, I know those emotions that you're going through. I know what it feels like to look at yourself in the mirror and, and not love the person that's staring back at you. I know what it's like to look in the mirror and turn your head really fast because you can't even look at yourself in the mirror. I was there. And it almost crushed me. And I don't want that for you. So the mirror exercise is this. Get in front of your mirror. And I want you to listen to the first thoughts. And you might want to put down a, a get a notebook and a pen and put it beside the sink or on your nightstand, whatever, wherever it is that you're looking at the mirror. My mirror is in my bedroom and I got a, a vanity you know, on top of my dresser. So it's fairly easy for me to have a, a notebook and a, and a pen handy when I do this. And it, and I will tell you this. Okay. So when you do this mirror exercise, it's going to be uncomfortable. Okay. It, it, if you've not done any personal development and you've not worked on yourself before on any kind of level at all, this is going to be uncomfortable. This is 
most likely going to hurt. I don't know where you are in your journey. I don't know what your past looks like. I don't know what you're harboring against yourself or others. So I'm just going to base this off of my own personal truth and hope that it helps you. I was doing a lot of drugs. I was doing a lot of alcohol. My kids weren't talking to me. I'd lost my job, lost the house, lost the car. I was doing webcam shows and stripping at, at private parties just to not be homeless. And I hated me. Waking up and breathing generally pissed me off every day. So when I got in the gym and I started working out, I was 189 pounds and 38% body fat. I made myself angry every single day because anger felt better than depression. And I've said that before. Anger felt way better than sadness. And I knew where sadness led to. I knew where depression led to. And I did not want to go back down that dark road again. I had to, and when I worked out angry, like I said, it felt good, man. Like I would get in the, I would get in the gym and like I said, I was not a personal trainer at this time. I've been an athlete my whole life, played softball, volleyball, basketball, ran track. So I got in the gym. I would do 20 minutes on the elliptical. That would be my warm up. I would choose either upper body or lower body. I'd alternate that out. If I did upper body one day, I'd do lower body the next day. I pretty much did abs every day. They're small muscles. They recover quick. So didn't matter. And then when I get done doing my weight training, I would go down to the racquetball room and I could be in that racquetball room an hour and a half to three hours after my workout. And I'm hammering that little ball, man. Like whoever I was pissed off at that time, that's who that little ball was their head. And I would beat the shit out of that ball. I'd put my tunes in. I'd put my, put my earbuds in. And I'm going to town. I'm doing drills. I'm hitting that ball. And it, like I had on full sweats. And I would just sweat it out until I just physically could not move anymore. I'd go sit in the hot tub for about 10 minutes. Then I'd go hit the sauna for about 15 minutes. And then I'd walk home. I didn't have a car. So I walked a mile right at a mile, maybe a mile and a half back to the house. That was, that was my day every day. And there were some days I would do two a days because I needed to get those sad, depressive feelings out. And that's what made me feel good. So in three months, I went from 189 pounds and 38% body fat down to 139 pounds and 22% body fat. I did that in three months. I changed my eating. I was drinking water. Um, and I was still doing my drugs and alcohol. I'm not going to sit here in front and say that I wasn't because I, I was. I, I, I was not out of my darkness at all. I was just trying to feel a little bit better each and every day. That was my only goal was to feel a little bit better. That's what self-love is. Like, okay, so ladies, I'm going to talk to you. And, you know, listening to, listening to Deanie, you know, he was very candid about, you know, he's going through this self-love thing too. And that's kind of why he wanted to talk to me, listen to a couple of my other podcasts. And um, he was very excited to hear that I had gone through some of the things that he's experiencing right now. You got to put your oxygen mask on first. And if you've ever flown, the stewardess will tell you real quick, like, don't put your oxygen mask on your kids first. Put it on you first. Because if the cabin pressure is, is going down and you don't put your oxygen mask on, you're not going to be any good to anybody. Put yours on first and then help them do theirs. 
then you can be of more help to anybody that's sitting around you. Well, as women, we are taught to be people pleasers. We are, from a very young age, we're taught to be people pleasers. Like we have to make sure our kids are happy. We have to make sure our husband's happy. We, our boyfriend, significant other, we've got to make sure our friends are happy. We got to make sure our boss is happy. We got to take care of everybody else before we can take care of us. So the thought of, hey, I got to take care of me first is foreign. Like if you don't take care of you, nobody else is going to. If you don't take care of you, how are you going to take care of somebody else? You will deplete all of your energy by doing that. So number one, I want you to put your oxygen mask on first. Okay. Take a big, deep breath, breathe it in, let it out and say, damn, that feels good for me to just breathe. So putting the oxygen mask on first could be having some alone time. Do you like to read books? My girl, Kim Isabel, she's an avid book reader. She, she is happy to go curl up in the corner, read a book with a glass of wine and call it a day. That's her, that's her freedom time. That's her free time. That's her me time. What does your me time look like? Is that going to get a massage? Is that going to get your nails and your toes done? I, that, my self-love is going to get a pedicure and get my nails done. I'm, that's, I, I work that into my budget every month. <laughs> like My nails are going to look good and my feet are going to feel good. I'm on them all the time. So that's my self-love. You know what I mean? Do I have a glass of wine? Absolutely. I got a bottle sitting right here. I just haven't opened it yet because I'm doing this recording. (laughs) But I plan on having a glass or two before I go to bed tonight. Do your self-love. If you're putting on that oxygen mask and you're loving yourself, it's easier for you to show somebody else how to love you. If you haven't shown somebody else how to love you, how do you expect them to love you and love you in a way that feels good to you? That's what I mean by self-love to start with. Okay, put your oxygen mask on first. Let's start there. Now, let's go back to the mirror exercise. If you got your notebook and your pen there and you say, if you've never done this exercise before, I'm just going to tell you, this is not going to be the easiest thing on the face of the planet. It'll be okay though. Once you get get through it, you will feel so much better. If you cry, let the tears come. Tears are healing. They are freeing. It's not a bad thing to cry. And guys, I'm talking to you too. Like, I don't know how many of you do self-love stuff. I don't know how many of you do personal development. But if you're listening to my podcast, you need to hear this. There are no accidents. There are no coincidences. You heard this podcast for a reason. And it's to hear this right here. You need some self-love too. Guys, you got to put your oxygen mask on first too. If you're a father and a husband, you're taught the same thing. I got to provide for the family. And so you, you, you go to work and you've got you've to grind and you got to grind hard and you're doing all that stuff and you are depleting yourself. You need to put your oxygen mask on too. It is not anybody else's job to make you happy. Ain't your wife's job to make you happy? Ain't your girlfriend's job to make you happy? It's your job to make you happy. Ladies, it's not your husband's job to make you happy. It's not your kid's job to make you happy. It's not your co-worker's job, your friend's job, your girlfriend's job. It's not anybody else's job to make you happy. But you, it's your job to make you happy. 
It's your job to choose happiness every day. You have a choice. You, you have got freedom of choice. You are so free. You can choose bondage. If you choose to not be happy, that's on you. That's not your husband's fault. That's not your kid's fault. That's your, not your co-worker's fault. That's not the guy that cuts you off in traffic's fault. You chose to be pissed off or angry or hurt or whatever and chose not to be happy in that moment. That is you. That's all you. And I would venture to guess that when you start doing this mirror exercise and you do it regularly, and it may take you a little while to get through it one time. So if you are not driving, <laughs> I don't want you to do this while you're driving. If you're at home or somewhere where you feel safe and you feel comfortable, home, I would prefer home. Or get some of your lady friends together. So here, here's an exercise. You can make this a group exercise with you ladies. Guys, I don't know how, how you feel about sharing your feelings with your guy friends. But if you want to do this together, that's okay, that's okay too. But ladies, you know, there, there's comfort in numbers. Know your circle. Okay. You can all do this together. Get mirrors out, like little makeup mirrors. And you can all sit on the floor, light some you know, uh, essential oil candles, get the vibe feeling real good, get the mirrors out, have some nice music playing in the background. If you want a glass of wine, get you a glass of wine, whatever your beverage of choice is. And then all of you at the same time, this isn't a one by one experiment. This is everybody at the same time. So nobody feels like they're under a microscope. Pull the mirror up in front of your face. And I want you to look at yourself for a minute. I don't want you to say anything. And I want you to hear the first things that come out of your mouth. Are they negative? Are you picking apart the lines around your eyes? Are you looking at your eyebrows and disgusted at how they look? They need to be, oh, I need to pluck my eyebrows. I need to go get my eyebrows waxed or threaded or whatever that looks like. Look at all that gray hair I got. I need a root party. Look at look at these wrinkles around my, my lips. Like, oh, that's terrible. Look, I, these love handles are terrible. If you're sitting there beating yourself up like that, freaking stop it. Cut it out. That right there is why you, your husband can't love you. Why he can't love you completely because you don't even love you. You have got to love yourself. So write down those statements as they come up and it's going to be painful. All right. This isn't to beat you up, but this is to set you free. So write down those statements. And then I want you to look back in your mirror. And I want you to look in your eyes. And I want you to say your name. So I'm looking in a mirror right now. I'm sitting in front of my mirror uh, in my bedroom. And I can look myself in the eye and say, Tammy, I love you. With all my heart, I love you. You are freaking amazing. Now, I've been doing mirror exercises for the last four years. I've done a lot of work with this. I had to go through some forgiveness before I did the mirror exercise. So don't start with the biggest thing in your past to start doing forgiveness. And I'm talking about self-forgiveness. I'm not talking about forgiving anybody else right now. Okay. If you can't look back on your past and feel good about it, don't do it. Because all it's going to do is bring up more tears, more hurt, more anger, whatever. We don't need to do that. What I want you to do is I want you to... 
find the smallest thing that you need to forgive yourself for. You know, did you, I don't know, made bad grades in school. You went out partying one night instead of studying and you flunked out of a class and you beat yourself up about that. Stop it. Where are you at now? Like, do you, you have a job? Do you have a house? Do you have a car? Do you have kids? Are you married? Like, what, what, what are those things? Like that one test in the grand scheme of things meant nothing. You were a kid. You did exactly what you wanted to do at that moment in time. You made a decision, took you down a path that you really didn't love going down at the end of the day, but you survived. How do I know that? Because you're listening to my podcast. (laughs) So you are alive and well. All is good. Start with the little things on the forgiveness, okay? And what you got to, you got to build a forgiveness muscle, build it, make it stronger and, and work toward forgiving those big things. But you also got to love yourself, man. I, I shared this in my book and I tell you guys this right now. I have finished editing my book. I am super freaking excited about that. It's called Dear Victim. It's time for us to break up now. And it's a story of empowerment through forgiveness, strength and love. And it will be out before June. I will have more details about that as it comes about. I'm handing it over to my proofreaders this weekend. I will be doing the book cover here in a couple of weeks. And then, yeah, setting the promotion date, or not the promotion date, setting the publish date. And uh, I will be giving all of my listeners a special code so that they can get a discount on my book. And it will be amazing. So uh, with that being said, there's a part of my book where I talk about I am working with a mentor from my church and our exercise that day was on forgiveness. And we had this whole conversation. Well, do you know God's forgiven you? Absolutely. You know, I wouldn't be here if he wasn't uh, rattled off a whole bunch of things like, you know, I owe back rent. None of my utilities have been cut off. I still make it to work and I make it to church and I still have food on the table, all these things. So I know God's forgiven me. Well, have you forgiven your mother? Yes. Have you forgiven your father and the people that hurt you when you were a child? Absolutely. I had to learn to do that a long time ago or my mom would not have been able to be in my life. And then she dropped the bomb on me. She was like, well, have you forgiven yourself? You would have thought that Niagara Falls, it just started coming out of my eyeballs at that moment in time. I had no idea, number one, that I needed to forgive myself or that I needed to make the decision to forgive myself. It had not even occurred to me that I, that I didn't. And at that part in my journey, I think I had healed enough to realize that I deserved forgiveness. I don't think that I could have done that exercise before that moment in time, because I felt like some of the things and some of the decisions that I made that took me down, took me down some other paths that I did not want to go if I had known how they were going to turn out, let me rephrase that. If I had known how those roads, where those loads, if I had known where those roads would have led, I would have not gone down them. But I, I learned from those roads. I learned that not everybody that calls himself your friend is your friend. And that's a lesson we all have to learn. And I sat there and I bawled like a baby. Like she was like, it freaked her out, freaked me out. She was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, like I, I need this. And so, you know, I told her, I was like, I never even had the forethought or the afterthought or whatever thought to 
forgive myself for anything. And so when she left, I went into the bathroom and I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, you know, and I still full of tears, man. Every word that came out of my mouth, I cried even more. I was like, Tammy, I love you. Like, I'm so sorry that I put you through so much shit. Like, I forgive you for making the stupid decisions that you made that almost cost you your life. Tammy, I'm so proud of you for making it this far. You're like, you're still alive and you have life still left inside of you and you're making goals and you're changing your life one day at a time. Like, it's not an easy thing to do it and you're doing it and you're, you're, you're taking all the steps to do these things. And these were real words that I said to myself. And then I backed it up by going on Facebook and posting it on Facebook. Like, this is what I just learned and this is how I feel. And I'm going to be raw about this. And, you know, I was journaling a lot at that time and I still journal some, not, not quite as often. I tend to journal when I'm hurting because I want to get that hurt out of me. And so I had all of this, all these things that I had written down that I had done or said to people. And, you know, back in my day when I was in that dark place, I was nasty to people, man. I would make people hurt because I was hurting. That's just the simple truth. And I felt like I needed to apologize to some real kids. I like, I'm surprised that some of my friends <laughs> right now are still my friends because I was evil. That's how I felt. They said I wasn't, but at that moment in time, that's how I felt. And they said, you know, I didn't need to worry about any of that. And, and a couple of people got kind of agitated with me because I had brought it up. Uh, Jason was one of them. He was like, you know, forgiveness is a blanket around you where I'm concerned. Like, I don't want to hear that anymore. Like throw that journal away, burn it, do something. But I don't want to hear about this bullshit anymore. And I was like, okay, cool. So I can look back on those days now and I don't, I don't feel anything negative about it because it was a learning process for me. It was a growing period for me and that's what I needed. And, and I try to grow every day. So as you're looking in the mirror, feel those emotions. It's okay. Let the tears come, wipe them away, you know, and let them come and then tell yourself that you're proud of you. Like you're proud of yourself for taking this step as painful as it was or as hard as it is or as uncomfortable as it is, whatever that feels like for you. Because we're all going to be different. We're all going to be in different places. There's no wrong emotion that's going to come up. There's no bad emotion that's going to come up. It's just emotion. Because you've carried it inside for so long and now you're letting it out. Letting out negative emotions is a beautiful thing. It's negative energy and energy is weight on your body. It's weight on your organs. It's weight on your heart. You will feel lighter. You will feel freer. You will feel better. So do that for yourself. If you haven't listened to my Art of Forgiveness podcast or the F words that you need for your personal growth, I would encourage you to go back and listen to each of those the art of forgiveness and oh, and prayer versus meditation, the real truth, prayer versus meditation, the real truth. I give you a meditation. I do a guided meditation at the end of that podcast. So you can listen to that. That will help you. And I talk about forgiveness in there as well and, and help you incorporate that into your meditation, kind of move things along a little quicker. But the art of uh, art of forgiveness goes really deep into the forgiveness and Lots of tips and tricks and tools in order to help you do that as well. And then the F words I talk about, focus, faith, forgiveness, and what was the other one? Fear. How to get rid of fear. 
to choose excitement over fear because they're kissing cousins. So it's just a, a quick little synopsis of what those are about. If you go back and you listen to those and you get you a pen and a piece of paper out and take you some notes and really, really put these principles to work in your life. If you will do that, I promise you, you will change your life. I promise you got to take your power back. And by doing this work, by doing this mirror work, by doing this forgiveness work, you're going to start showing up different. Your whole DNA is going to change. The vibration, the energy that you put out to other people is going to be different. And so I want to give a disclaimer right here. Okay. When you start doing this work on yourself and you start doing your self-love, you will start setting up boundaries. Like it's, it's setting up healthy boundaries for everybody in your life, your significant other, spouse, husband, wife, whatever, your kids, your coworkers, your boss, your in-laws or outlaws, whatever it is that you call them, your siblings, your friends, everybody's got to have boundaries, man. You've got to have personal space that belongs to only you. You have to protect your peace. At all times, it's like the Heisman, strike a pose. But the Heisman is like, nope, this is the no no negativity zone, man. Not having it. So now when you start setting up those boundaries, you're going to start finding out who your real friends are. You're going to find out if the people that are in your life are just in your life for what you do for them. Because you because you that yes person. You're that people pleaser. So if you're just coming out of your people pleasing state and you're getting into this self-love and you're starting to set boundaries, you're probably going to piss off some people in your life because now they realize that they cannot manipulate you into doing their bidding anymore. And that's a win for you. I said that in Dini's too. In Dini Truth's interview, that is a win for you. They're going to be pissed off and they're going to remove themselves from your life. High five, dude. Thank you. You saved me the trouble of having to do it. I appreciate you. (laughs) And it's going to be uncomfortable because some of those people are going to be people that you really care about. And it's okay. They'll come back around. They'll they'll they're going to sit back and watch and they're going to watch you grow and they're going to see you change. And they're going to have to come to your level to talk to you from now on. Don't let them take you back down to their level and beat you with experience. Because once once you expand, you can't go back. I'm going to say that again. Once you expand, you can't go back. Once you come out of that box, you can't go back in it. Because it's not going to feel good. Once you expand to your self-love, once you expand to having healthy boundaries, once you expand to doing your personal growth and feeling better and feeling freer, you are free to be you, whoever that you is. You're not going to be able to go back to the person that was doing everybody else's bidding because they said so. Once you put on that oxygen mask, things are going to change for the better. I promise. And I think, and, and we went over this part too. I can't remember the exact question that he said. It was something to the effect of why do we not do a whole lot of self-love or, or why do we beat ourselves up or why do we tend to beat ourselves up so bad? And my response almost immediately was because we compare, we compare our hard days to everybody else's highlight reels. 
Get your ass off social media, man. Like, I, I use social media more for promotions. I do have a personal page. I have a business page. It's all great. You know, I have Instagram. I got Twitter. I got LinkedIn. I like I, I have them all and I have multiple pages. I've got two Instagrams. I got two Facebooks. I got one LinkedIn. So and I, and I got Snapchat. So I have all of these these social media outlets, but you can't get caught up in most people. They're just putting their best days on social media. For the most part, people are not putting their negative bullshit. They're not putting on there that, oh, hey, me and my husband just got in a fight and we're having a hard time being in the same room for four days. You don't see that. You see the, the, the picture perfect couple with the picture perfect kids and the picture perfect family and everything's okay. They don't know that you just had a fight with your grown children and they're not talking to you and you're broken down inside because you don't know how to fix it and you love them desperately and you just want your kids back. Like I've been there in all of those situations and they suck. But stop comparing yourself to other people's highlight reel, man. Know that people that only put great stuff out on Facebook are broken down on the inside. 90% of the time. But they don't want you to see that. They're ashamed of that. I have no problem telling you when I'm having a bad day. I've had a, a, a hard couple of days these last couple of days, but you know what? I'm here and this is amazing and I love doing this podcast and this makes me feel good. You have to do what's best for you. You can't be looking at somebody else's sunshine while you're hiding in your rain and expect to feel worthy. Does it, like you, you feel like you're not enough. You're looking at their sunshine and you're hiding in your rain. You feel like you're not enough. You feel like you're not worthy. You feel like you're doing something wrong. What you focus on grows, man. Focus on what it is that you want. Do you want sunshine days? What does that look like? Write it down. What feels good to you? You got to know what feels good to you. If you don't know what feels good to you, how can you show somebody that loves you what feels good to you? If you don't love you, how can you teach somebody else to love you? Better yet, if you don't love you, how are you going to give love to somebody else? It all starts with you. It all starts with you. I love you guys. And I say that at every podcast and I say it because I mean it. <laughs> you guys show up every week and it just amazes me. And I hope I wasn't too brutally honest today. Actually, I take that back. I, I would rather be brutally honest and give you value and help you grow. And you be mad at me for a minute because I'm telling you the truth than for me to sugarcoat something and you get nothing out of it and think everything's all sunshine and roses because it's not. Life is amazing. It's as amazing as you as you choose to make it. You are responsible for you. You are responsible for all your decisions. And love is an amazing thing. But you have to love you first. You have to put your oxygen mask on first. You have to romance yourself first. Know how to romance you. When you know how to romance you, you can teach somebody else how to romance you. When you know how to romance you, you know how to romance somebody else. When you know how to romance you, you can listen to how somebody else wants to be romanced and you can mirror that. It's a beautiful way of life. I don't want you guys to be in a relationship and feel alone. That's a really bad place to be. 
If you're not healed from the previous relationship that you were in, don't get in another one. Work on you. Learn how to love you. Be okay with being in your own skin. Be okay with the person that you see in the mirror. Better yet, be better than okay. Love the person that you see staring back at you. Be able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you and you are fine as wine. (laughs) Before you step off in that other relationship, man. Because if you can do that, then you can love somebody openly and freely after that point. So I hope you guys have an amazing, amazing weekend. If you are here in San Diego, please stay dry, stay safe. And I will see you guys next week. Love you guys.